Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. The off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. Brian Pierce here, your host for this fine Tuesday evening. Luckily, that never changes, so I don't ever have to change up what I tell you guys. But this is Sea Time, and honestly, we're very thrilled that you guys are here. This is episode 219, and again, we are the online show for the off-road enthusiasts. We do the beer drinking and the bench racing, and we have fun guests talk about off-road news and just goof off. Our fun off-road guest this evening is Mr. On-Road Rider, Eric from Yummy Noob on the YouTube. What's going on, dude? Literally zero dirt experience. Doing great, thanks. You haven't crashed on the dirt yet on your on-road bike? Never. Never. Is that a rite of passage? I think it is, right? I don't, I mean, I was actually just about to ask, I was like, do you think that it would be better or worse? Because granted, you guys wear a lot of leather on purpose, right? Because of yes. the road rash. You don't want the well, road Well, I mean, rash. we also wear it later for, for fun reasons too, but mm. yeah. That's, that's <laughs> the same thing. I always come home from a good race and I was listening to my wife's like, you haven't showered? I was like, you're damn right I haven't showered. <laughs> you get over here, woman. I think it's just much more entertaining that yeah. way. You know? you, like you dilute that pure musk into a small bottle and then you just do something with it later. Sell with it those off leathers. manliness. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's Profiting from that. I like another it. Another <laughs> advantage that we should talk about is finding yes. out ways to sell our musk. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. It could get interesting. Yeah. But for those of you who don't know, Yammy Noob does have his own YouTube channel. You should go check it out. We'll have a link um, down in the in the description so you guys can check that out. Uh, had uh, Yemi Nude on probably about five weeks ago after we met him there at the so, YouTube yeah. Creators Day. And uh, yeah, just a cool dude. We've had some conversations on the back end, so we kind of wanted to keep up the partnership. Um, we're helping him out with a little bit of off-road knowledge, and he's just bringing in some fun, good times because of the, we like his witty humor that he brings to his channel. So if you think we're funny at all, don't worry, he's better, so just go over there. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, it's going to be interesting. We've got a lot going on. Endurocross in South Dakota this past weekend. We've got Unadilla GNCC coming up. And then all kinds of fun stuff to talk about. I think some of the stuff that I really wanted to... Um, sorry, and I've got people texting me that I'm just like trying to figure out how this show is even going to happen right now. So apparently, we need to try Mason Ottersburg. So, Stephen, you need to get on the internet and get his contact information. I might have it. I might not. Um, of course, we're sponsored by the fine folks over at Fly Racing. You can check them out at flyracing.com. Um, again, the 2017 line just came out. You can go make orders um, on all your favorite online retailers or potentially your local dealer. That's always a good way to do that is to support your local dealer. It helps a lot with the local sport in itself. So flyracing.com. 2017 gear. It's looking fly. Is that bad? I mean, is that just like looking fly? Is that the official logo? No, but you made that up. Well, of course you did. I don't want to say that I made it up because every time I say it, I'm kind of like on the inside. I'm like hee hee, and then I'm like oh, like it's it's not bad. Like five out of ten, maybe. Well, it's better than like zero. Yeah, better than zero. <laughs> um, and then you uh, Kenda Tire USA, which uh, we did find out that there should be some road tires. So we can oh. try to figure that out. So Kenda Tire, that you can find them out at kendatire.com. It's very easy to do. We were at the TKO where we got a chance to ride the brand new Ibex. And now that we've had Enduro Cross uh, two rounds go on Atlanta and South Dakota, um, great for those guys. They're doing a fantastic job and kicking butt with their new Enduro Cross tires. Look for Salt Lake City this coming up weekend for Enduro Cross for round three. And there'll be more Kenda riders riding their Enduro Endurocross tires. Um, of course, if you're not into, if you think, oh, you know, he's saying Endurocross too much, check out the Equilibrium. Now, I thought the Ibex tire is a great tire. So if it's going to be kind of a muddy, soupy event, you might want to go try it out anyway. It's going to give you a little bit more grip in those slippery conditions, especially like slippery roots and rocks where it works really good at the Tennessee knockout because everything is so slimy. So think about it that way. Or the Equilibrium is another good kind of off-road, tad bit gnarlier terrain tire, but it's not as aggressive. It doesn't have the side knobs that are so awesome for really good leaning over and turning and things of that nature. So there's a little bit of give and take, but they're both great tires, so try them out and just see what's going down with that. And then, of course, SRT Off-Road. So SRT Off-Road is awesome. They've got like, I keep saying like 40 dudes on their team. It's really not like 40 dudes, but it's just they have the biggest kind of like privateer team. So they help a lot of dudes out. Um, and that means their money is probably spread a little bit more thin, right, for all those guys and stuff. But it's just good to see privateers being able to get some support. Mm. And that's what I think is awesome about not just SRT Off-Road um, and the way they manage their team, but they make great products. So we're talking about Enduro Cross. We're talking about um, extreme races and things of that nature, right? 
Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. You're like, yes, Dude, we are. Yeah, yeah, we are. I know about those things. <laughs> so bike protection. That's a big thing. Just like when you're yeah. like, got to put on a rubber. Well, you want to make sure when you're riding all these rocks and all these you know, slip, slimy shit that some of the more important parts of your motorcycle are covered. So right. disc brakes, you got nice big, you know, anodized CNC machine uh, covers for the rear, all that kinds of stuff. Um, and they sell all that shit and it protects your bike. What I like too is if you run a two-stroke, which has a different kind of exhaost chamber, wow. right? Wow. <laughs> that one I know. Yeah, on. the one that looks all funky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, those are expensive to replace all the time, but the good thing is is SRT makes amazing third-party aftermarket versions of them. They're uh-huh. not crazy expensive and they work just as good as what you're going to get when you get any of the stock crazy stuff. Sweet. So, that's why we like SRT Off-Road. So you can go check them out at srtoffroad.com. All of our sponsors are easy. Fly Racing, flyracing.com, kendatire.com, and SRT Off-Road, srtoffroad.com. I love it. I know. They didn't make it too easy. hard on us, did yeah. they? We're going to make that happen. Um, you guys don't know, the. you may be in the YouTube chat room if you're going to do that. If you want to have any specific questions for Mr. Eric, uh, the, the, the yammy noob, or myself, or just off-road randomness in general, you want to make fun of the faces I make when he talks about how fast he goes in the corners, there's always that as well. This or is the faces I make when he talks about dirt things I don't understand, <laughs> which is usually this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like to agree. I think we're doing a good job with this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, YouTube chat room. Thanks, Steven. Let's see if anything's going down with these crazy monkeys. Um, where's the sound, bro? <laughs> really? Somebody put first and second in there. <laughs> Jeez, guys. What is this? Like some kids porn? It's like it, I, got, it got weird. Is that the sentence you want to say? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but we're live on is the internet, so there it porn? is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't get weird. It got really weird. So check it out. The YouTube chat room is a good place to go. That's where we're going to be tonight. And we're talking about all that kinds of fun stuff. So we were showing Yammy Noob, the Tennessee knockout photo epic that we did. If you guys did not get a chance to go check that out yet, you can go to the Seatime website, seatime.co. And uh, there's either going to be in the feed just there on the front page or it's going to be up in the top there's a section for photo epics you can go check that out obviously uh, we're really proud of the work that we do having a little bit more fun doing artistic kind of photography opposed to a little bit more magazine driven um, content and so we have a lot of fun doing that so definitely check out the photo epic and pass along your comments um, tell us how awesome the pictures are and by that I mean just blow up my ego as much as possible I would really enjoy that and uh, just Those have some great looking photos Brian you did a tremendous job yay <laughs> you're coming back yeah you yeah keep, I am you keep doing that you're coming back every time um, yeah I like that one of Max Gersten we, so some of that we added a, little, a couple little frills like the quotes and stuff just like you know change it up make it a little different cool, goof yeah. off with it so we'll see um, we're going to be on the Muddy Microphone podcast I know we were telling you guys we we're going to do that last week just with family stuff and Labor Day, it just got really hectic um, and just didn't work out. So we're still trying to figure out when we can do that. But yes, we will be on the Muddy Microphone Podcast. So there, they are easily enough, muddymikepodcast.com. So go check the goes, goes out. Search for them on iTunes or Stitcher and make sure you give them a subscribe and listen to Stephen and I ramble around. I, I have a feeling Stephen's going to have a lot more to say on that than I am because they're much more UTV yeah. off-road centric. Now, mm-hmm. I'm good at blabbing too much. But I have a feeling that Steven's actually going to be able to speak to the subject. Yeah. Well, he does want to talk about Sea Time Adventure stuff, too. So you can yap about I that. I like it. We didn't get our promo up, but the Sea Time Adventures video should be coming. So if you're watching us and you have no idea who we are, definitely give it a, give it a subscribe, give it a like, give it a whatever. And that'll come into your feed in the next, uh, actually, probably sometime this week. It'll be a good time. Good Sweet. four minutes of badassery. And last thing is, of course, the, uh, the shirt sale. So we got a chance to show you. Thank you. Thank you for the Team USA shirt sale. And so what we would really enjoy from you guys is just support. If that is sharing it with all your moto buddies, awesome. If that is purchasing a shirt, that's awesome, too. You know, whatever that looks like for you, we'd like you guys to get those shirts out because 50% of the proceeds are going to Team USA at the ISDE. We're just going to write the AMA Racing a check of whatever 50% is. And at this point, it needs to be more. Let's be honest. And, uh, yeah, so that's going to be a good time. And it's a badass shirt. And we'll just have fun doing that. Yeah, Tiami approved. Yami approved. Is there a – do we get a – can we like – A have, seal of approval? Yeah, like I should make one, that yeah. We should get for that? Should make like a wax seal. Now that you're doing the, the one – what did you call it? The one – The one takes. One takes? Yeah. That's what you need. You need a – 
you know, what if on I just like screen. no, like on the bike, yeah, like they come Ooh. up, like, and I'll be like, "This is approved," and I just like slap a wax thing on it. That'd and they're like, "Bro, he just they're like, what the hell, dude? Like my fairing?" I'm like, "I don't care, dude. Yeah, I mean, approved, <laughs> but you need a new fairing because yeah, I broke it. I'm not paying for it." <laughs> uh, so uh, let's talk about a little about that. That's that's one of the things I think is interesting. You're kind of growing your channel, right? You're, yeah. you're putting out a lot more content, a lot uh-huh. of different types of content. So what does that look like for you? So just recently ramped up to about three videos a week, which is pretty demanding. I uh, was doing about two a week. So now we're doing three a week, kind of branching out the content in different ways. So Monday used to be like the vlog. It's still going to be. It's like the vlog day, I call it. So it's just me on the bike chatting about whatever I want to chat about. Thursdays. And for some reason, I have missed that. Like, And that is you have an internal monologue with a mic while you're on the bike? Yeah, so it's just a moto vlog, which is what it's called. So literally, it's just a GoPro uh, on the I, helmet, microphone, somehow, and then you always, just I've chat. I've seen the, the nine types of, and then Everyone's you sit seen in front those, of yeah. the... <laughs> you never seen just my moto vlogs? I guess not. It's crazy. I suck at life. It's crazy. One just came out today where I, I talk about, and this one got actually it was very controversial. This one was about how I think that 300cc road bikes, so, you know, street bikes, maybe not the best choice for a beginner. I was like, maybe, you know, there's, you know, you get whatever bike you want. Like comments blew up. I think there's like 600 comments on it right now. It's like 13,000 views, like in six hours. So it kind of, you know, controversy. People love controversy. Love chiming in with their opinion. So it's pretty cool. I want to get back to that though. Cause I actually have some thoughts on the same thing. I mean, about controversy. Uh, <laughs> about kids <laughs> porn. Controversial. <laughs> Controversial, um. but not illegal. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is though. I think yeah. It, yeah, I think it's illegal. pretty bad. Remember that yeah. guy, that Jared Subway guy? Oh yeah, jail. He's in jail. <laughs> illegal. <laughs> yeah, he approved. He's going to jail. Um, so no, the 300 cc, the Im- engine displacement. I yeah. want to know more, a little bit more about that. But continue on with some of the other video content that you're creating. Yeah. So Monday is still going to be that sort of normal vlog type of day, and then Thursday was now. It's basically been like, it's like a sort of whatever video where it's like, you know, product reviews or the list videos or the humor videos. But what we're going to do now is Monday is still going to be the same. Thursday is still going to be the same. But Tuesday is going to be the one take from now on. Mm. So Tuesday is going to be the one takes. And then if I'm feeling really adventurous, I might bump it up to four videos a week. <laughs> and then, yeah, I might bump it up to four and, and do... And I officially quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> or my job quit on me. <laughs> my, my boss is like, you know what? You, it's okay. Yeah, we don't need you anymore. We hope he's not watching <laughs> and or listening. Yeah, um, but yeah, if I'm really feeling adventurous, I might try for four videos a week. Where on Wednesday it would be like the list video and the humor video, but I don't know yet, and still kind of playing around with it. Yeah. So yeah, nobody hold me to anything yet because I haven't put anything out saying I've not made any public disclosures saying what my schedule looks like. But right. I do. I am ramping it up to at least three a week. If I'm feeling if I really want to just go for it, I might go for four. Yeah. So I don't know. Because I've gotten actually really productive and efficient with editing the videos. Right. I can usually crank out and edit in like an hour at this right. point. You know, because the moto vlogs are really simple. Some of the other stuff's pretty easy. So it's just making it more efficient, you can pump out more content. Right. No, and I understand that because just like the podcast aspect of this, you know, we're recording and going or going live to YouTube and then YouTube handles that after the fact, right? They yeah. put it out, if you will, as a video after the fact, kind of like the two people that didn't tune in live, but I have to go do the audio part. So I have to download it. I got to do that, make the podcast and put it up there. Yep. And so like the first time I started doing that, like for the first year, it was the most agonizing task. But then all of a sudden one day it clicked and I was just like, and it's like when about 20, 25 minutes, I can kind of have that done. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally understand what you're saying about once you can find that you get that process to click, get in that groove. Yeah. yeah, It really stuff out makes it a lot easier. So here's what I was wondering about the 300. Now you're going to know the exact CC displacement. I'm sure I want to say, and I know the KTM has a smaller version and is it the KTM Duke? That yes, has like a 350? It's a 390. 390, okay. Yep, it's a 390 single cylinder. Yeah, okay. so they have the Duke and the RC390, which is a full fairing, like little mini race bike almost. Oh, okay. It's pretty cool. Uh, they're actually, I think, used, I think they have their own cup series. So and the Duke is the one, the Duke n- is the not the RC. One. That's the one that, is that more cafe stuff? Uh, I wouldn't say it's cafe because it okay, still has like really colorful I'm graphics. Learning. You're learning, yes. I'm, I'm, so I'm, hopefully really, I'm asking the right questions, though. <laughs> so it's, it's what people would call. Are we eating at a cafe? <laughs> So what people would call a naked bike. Oh, yeah. okay. So it's not a cafe bike. It's a little more upright. Uh, it's got that single-cylinder 390cc displacement motor. It's just a really fun little torquey bike from what I understand. Really popular with learners. So, yeah. And see, okay. Really popular overseas, too, where they have license restrictions. Ah, uh, yeah. And those are big because of the fact that couldn't they sell, kind of almost sell them as scooters? Like, for a long time, I think that that's why Maybe. they were, I think the displacement on those things was so low. Is yeah. That they, they, they could 
I think what they actually do is they have some sort of law that it's like a power to weight ratio that you have to stay in between. I don't know exactly the the, the ratios. I don't live there, obviously, but right. uh, it's some sort of like ratio that you have to just be under and within a certain like licensing period then you take a test and you get above that period then you eventually can have like whatever bike you want yeah interesting yeah so that's why that's why those bikes bikes are so popular over there those learner bikes but over here it's kind of like you can get whatever bike you want you know you can get your license go get a turbo hayabusa if you want so right america yeah (laughs) fuck yeah (laughs) you've been i can mortgage this thing i want it like i'll take two finance but goddamn turbo boost because this is america (laughs) that's like going to the harley shop man i've actually walked i've walked in there a couple times and i am just like that is american made and that is damn expensive yeah holy shike i had no idea they were that much money comments blowing up what's going on okay so cheesehead disgool uh, maybe disco cool uh, whatever oh cheesehead is cool mm, reading nice. it's good does yemi not care about showing his face most moto vloggers don't show their face no nah, my face is on my channel I, I don't care yeah yeah that's what i think um we actually that so many people give so many bullshit excuses for that they're like oh i can't show my face because the cops are gonna get me it's like do you understand how laws and like the rule of law works like no one can just like because you show your face just like come and arrest you yeah you they actually have to, have to do something wrong they have and then to, they have to have proof they have, they have to have proof they have to build a case they have to like get a warrant to come search it's like nobody has time for that nothing's gonna happen yeah there's a guy actually called 650 eeb on youtube where he literally he has his face all over his channel and he literally does videos of him like you know supposedly it's him it's him like moto vlogging like doing like 200 miles an hour on the highway you know what i mean right like he's not in jail he's perfectly fine you know that we know of yeah so far like but like he like pays the cops he pays the the people <laughs> well, like he, a little check under the table <laughs> honestly i wouldn't like, be surprised just let me out i'm gonna ride the bike really quick i'll do this moto vlog and come yeah. edit it back in my cell that dude literally has about like 150 grand worth of motorcycle so i wouldn't even be surprised if he's like paying off judges and cops and shit <laughs> <laughs> we could make this happen i like yeah. it let's let's yeah uh, we don't want no kids porn and no paying off cops yeah I think we're making you, some you good just, ground you just, rules You don't tonight. pay the cops. You just run from them. So much easier. Uh, and it's free. Wait, that's illegal, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is the last thing I'd be able to do on a dirt bike because the second I tried to take a turn on cement, like leaned over, the knobbies would just roll on me. I would love to see you like, like, <laughs> run away just like low side. <laughs> oh, God, I'm yes. take off on foot. <laughs> like, like in my boots. And yeah. That's so heavy. This is such a bad idea. <laughs> Nobody gets it. <laughs> but that's why the, the wheelie boy bro, whatever dudes in yeah. like Boston or wherever they're at, Baltimore, whatever. Baltimore, yeah. They can. They, the 12 o'clock boys. There it is. Yeah. If you look at their knobbies, they don't exist. Oh, no. Like, they have yeah. things. Once that bike was stolen, they just <laughs> fucking just went and smoked that rear tire so that they had just a, a Yeah, clean that's one uh, on the that. cheap man's supermoto, basically. Can you? Yes, they are humans. Dude, look at these people. Can you imagine them living here? Yes, they are humans. It's so interesting the way that the, the dyna- dynamics that happen in a chat room sometimes. Yeah. And comments. Oh, I can only imagine with all the comments that you've been talking about. Oh, dude, I get. Well, first of all, I get so many comments in a given day, like, I can't read all of them. So, like, what I do is, like, I'll block out about, like, 20 or 30 minutes in my day to just, like, reply to as many as I can, and then, like, I just call it from there. Yeah. And then, like, you it's get, like... email. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm done. Out. Dude, I tried to tell my boss that, and she's just like, what the hell, dude? Like, why aren't you... I was like, I can't. Going home. home. <laughs> it's 4 o'clock. I'm leaving. Day's done. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Okay, so, the 390. Yeah. How do you feel about that as a beginner's bike? And I want to know, like, if that's okay. not what you're talking about okay. in the 300cc beginner bike, I want to know a little bit more of that. Okay, so yes, yeah. then kind of break so that down for me. So basically, there's been kind of like re- recently like a bit of a shorthand when it comes to like describing the 300 bikes. Like mm-hmm. people like, I think just call 300s, like they lump in like, you know, Ninja 250s, Duke 390s, like the R3, Ninja 300s. They all have similar displacements, but they're all fall into that like category, mm-hmm. right? And my thing is again, this is me doing what you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yes, yes. Um, Like basically, they're all similar bikes, a little bit different. But the video I put out, I was talking about how I just rode an R6 for the first time. Do you know what that is? That's the 600. uh, Yes. Wait for it, Yamaha, four cylinder. You can do it. You got it. Say yeah. Yamaha. You, you got and it. You Noah. stole my thunder. Yeah. I, I actually was going <laughs> to say that because they have the R1, right? Which yeah. is the thousand mm-hmm. cc. Yeah. So I just rode one of those for the first time the other day, and compared to my Daytona, I felt like 
it didn't have as much torque. And I was like, this isn't scary at all. And like everything kind of clicked where I was like, <laughs> and why am I on the ground? Shit. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh. it's like, I'm going 80 miles an hour, but everything kind of clicked. And I was like, okay, this really isn't that bad for a beginner. You know what I mean? I was like, this is okay. And so, you know, I just kind of put a video out saying that I don't think it's necessary to start in a 300. I just kind of said that, you know what, start on whatever bike you want, go test them out, go see what's good for you. I don't think that anyone should put a hard and fast rule on what size displacement engine you should get as your first bike. That's all I was saying. Right. Because, again, America, and we you do whatever you want. This is what I say goes. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the video I put okay. out as what I was talking about it. But the Duke 390s are really cool. I've never ridden one, but everyone that rides them says they're really fun. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about about the beginner aspect and potentially getting on too big of a bike. Yeah, I mean, that like, can happen. What is it just about the way the bike would handle potentially or the fact of the power that it's so hard to control? You know what I mean? So, like, there's so many aspects that can be an issue for a beginner. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, think it's, you... I think it's the way the bike makes the power. Mm, okay. I don't think it's... Ab- that I do the, get because of the 450s. Yeah, <laughs> and that was the biggest revelation when I rode the R6 is because like you get on it full throttle... You got to wait, wait, wait. When all of a sudden, you get all this power. And you're like, awesome. And that's why I was saying it's not bad for a beginner because you could, you know, whiskey throttle it. Nothing really happens, you know? Yeah. But other bikes, they have power bands that are, you know, so much more torque down low. They, they, they're just geared kind of differently. And so if you do kind of just like whip the throttle a little bit, you're going to get jerked back. Mm, okay. So it all kind of depends. Like, um, for example, like if you were to get, if you're a beginner and you got on an FZ09, do you know that bike? Mm-mm, nope. So the FC09 is another naked bike the Yamaha makes. Oh, that sounds sexy, though. It's cool, yeah. Um, and it's a three-cylinder, 847cc motor. So tons of torque, lots of low end. Ooh, yeah. It's a really cool bike, yeah. Um, but in my opinion, like the an awful beginner bike because of all that torque and power that it has on offer in any gear, any time. Right. You know? So huh. if you make a mistake, you just... You're going to wheelie and die, basically. Right. An exaggeration, but you know what I mean. Yep. So it's all about how they make power. It's all about, in my opinion, this is the Yami Noob opinion. So, again, t- take it for what we'll you will. We'll give it the stamp later. Yeah, we'll get that stamp on there. But it's all about how it makes power. It's all about how you are as a rider, how responsible you can be. And that, it kind of opened my eyes because I used to kind of be like, you know, you have to get a 300. Like, you have to be safe. You have to, like, you know, start small. You don't have to do those things. Right. You could, you could probably start on other bikes. Is it easier to start on the 300s? Yes. Is it, is it harder to like, it, it just, it just depends. Right. You know, so that was it. Well, yeah, I think, um, you know, we've, it, it's been a discussion, you know, the, I think Steven mentioned it in the chat room last time there was a discussion that you and I should both do the other. Yeah. Like, you should try off-road, which I saw in the chat room, somebody was mentioning that we should get you on a dirt bike and I typed in there really quick and spelled a couple words wrong, but that we're trying to get that to happen in October. Um, and, and I do know somebody with a KTM Duke 390. Um, so I, I potentially, you know, if you could kind of come out and again, I've been riding dirt bikes. Kind of do want to do want to get you on my bike. That would be fun. Oh, <laughs> could be also extremely dangerous. I don't want to owe you'd you like, anything. You'd be like, why am I gonna flip over this thing? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, why is it so tiny? Is this yeah. supposed to be this small? <laughs> yeah, you'll be like, so not any bike. But I think it could be a really fun. So like making that kind of that kind of jump to get out there. But I would, I think personally, I would be have no ego whatsoever right about you 390 in it you know what i mean like oh no kind of like beginner yeah. in it you said you've never even ridden on the road right Right, i haven't that's, i haven't yeah to me that's crazy but yeah, yeah. That's, that's nuts and so, so yeah, yeah don't so take it easy yeah don't it's like it's like if i went on the first time on the dirt and what's some crazy dirt bike like a really fast crazy oh dirt shit bike. i mean honestly any like, 450 these days yeah like stock like if i just went on like my first time in the dirt i was like i'm get on a 450 and do this you'd be yeah. like it's kind of a bad idea don't, yeah, like you know. just don't wick it all the way back because <laughs> you will land on your asshole yeah like, <laughs> like this is fun it's not as much fun when you're on your back yeah i kind of imagine me just being like oh it's just like a street bike and then that's it <laughs> right and it's funny though that you mentioned when you said i think was we, we were kind of making similarities maybe between the r6 and the r1 where the r1 might be a little bit more have a little a little bit more wiki power like right at yeah the it definitely has more torque um, everywhere because it's yeah. a bigger motor that reminds me of two strokes. You know, two strokes is is power delivery on a motorcycle, and four strokes. And and one of the big reasons that four strokes became so popular is because, though, I mean, yes, they have way more power. They're easier to ride, 
and they allow you to make more mistakes but recover quicker from them. Yeah. The biggest thing about a two-stroke is you, for it to deliver amazing power, um, especially when you're kind of in the supercross style and motocross style where you're just high <laughs> RPMs yeah. and mm-hmm. just hauling ass on the dirt like, I just wanted to do that to see what you would do. Um, <laughs> it's all about staying in the power band, which is on a two-stroke. That's just as fucking yeah. as high as you can get the RPMs, mm-hmm. right? I mean, um, but that's what I've heard about the real peaky, right? Two yes, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. And so that's where you were kind of like, it could kind of like that can happen. I mean, if you were to just yeah. to dump the clutch on a two stroke, one twenty five or two fifty, it could just loop out right from underneath you because it has that quick, that quick power. But a four fifty or the two fifties and four strokes, when they started to come about since the late nineties, mm-hmm. their power delivery, you can create it to be very peaky if you wanted that. But uh-huh. honestly, they they deliver power a lot smoother. And if you were to make a mistake because of the fact that they the torque and the horsepower yeah. is so high, you could screw up, right, going into some left-hand turn. You're like, crap, I'm not in the right gear. Downshift, rev the shit out of it, just really lean into the turn, then come out of that turn, upshift, and just lay into the throttle, but super smooth, yeah. and you would have the power to make almost any jump. And so where that kind of controversy starts to come, and I was kind of circling back to the 300cc controversy thing, is that we've seen a lot of younger kids get extremely hurt because mm. of the fact that there's no intermediate bike anymore. There's an 85cc, and then they jump to a 250cc F motorcycle, right? I mean, and it doesn't make a difference that they went from a two-stroke to a four-stroke. It, make it makes the difference that they literally, like, doubled in horsepower. Yeah. Right? And these kids are, like, 14, 15 years old when they're doing this. I mean, so... Uh, they're riding without fear, and that's good. I mean, honestly, like these the guys that are professionals do that, right? Like, yeah. I mean, that's but they've been able to, to, to curb that fear throughout their career, and that's how they've been able to do this. But so, it's been interesting to watch that develop as the four strokes have gotten so much better and the industry has moved towards that. We've just seen a complete decimation of what used to be an introductory bike, which would be the 125cc motorcycle, mm. right? And it's a two stroke. Um, and so that's what I like. If there's any weird controversy that I wish that I could get on something to like have a platform for or a podium to just uh-huh. soapbox and bang on stuff about, it would be the fact that we need more manufacturers to give a shit about the actual people that are riding the motorcycles and not yeah. the money they can make from the people that race the motorcycles. Oh, that is a tough one. That's tough. But is that the you know what I mean? That could be said for the whole industry. I don't yeah. know. You know, obviously we were just talking about you having the headphones in your helmet and you're like, oh shit, yeah, we're on different planets. You know, like so. <laughs> Yeah. Because I was like, Yeah, I have the Cena. You're like, what's the Cena? I'm like, Where where are you at, Brian? Like <laughs> I'm just what? on the left side of the couch over here, buddy. It's like So Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of interesting, but uh, I wonder if that. Uh, oh, what do you let's not go there. Somebody's like, What do you do for your job? You're like, nah. Yeah. You're not coming to find me there, buddy. Nope, not coming, not behind that computer. Okay, so a little bit of really quickly your DFW group rides that you've started doing. Yeah, right? so that's been a bigger thing that you've done. Mm-hmm. Um, so how are people just? Do you do like a meetup.com type thing, or are you just putting videos out, when and where to meet, and giving some regulations? And- so the first one I did was kind of impromptu. It was actually in Austin with the Creator Day we did. Remember, like we met up there. That's right. That's and right. And the reason I went down there was for the Creator Day and to do this meetup to kind of test proof of concept because. A lot of my audience is in, in the U.S. and a lot of my fans are in Texas, which is cool because YouTube has a whole like geolocation right. thing that it works off of. So I was like, let's just let's just see if this works. Um, so I made I made a post about it in a video. Like I just I got off the bike and I was like, hey guys, I'm doing this thing in Austin. Like come and check it out if you want. And I made a Facebook event. And I kind of just publicized a little bit. Um, you know, it was it was funny because uh, I think a day before it happened, I was actually checking my Facebook page at the Creator Day, and I only saw like it's like oh five people are coming, and I was like, eh, you know, if if it sucks, it sucks, whatever. I tried it. Then I got there, and there was like thirty people there. Nice, you know, like a really good sized group. Like a lot of people came out. I was, I was like, this is great. I was like, I'm gonna do this in DFW later. So, you know, fast forward what a month and a half or so, and you know, I set up the DFW group ride, and it was. It was great, you know, like it was the same thing. I just publicized it in a video, just made a Facebook event for it. I was like, you know, I'm always kind of funny with it. I'm like, you know, I list it as like a religious event or whatever. Like come hang out the fictional character known right. as Amy New, but I just kind of have some fun with it. Um, but it was, it was great. Like, again, like, you know, 20 or 25 people showed up, I think. And, That's uh, awesome. you know, I was just like, hey, you know, these are my favorite roads to ride around. That's what we're going to do, you know. And again, like, like we were talking about earlier, I was like, 
this is going to be like a crazy like you know if you want to do wheelies go do wheelies like if you want to drag your knee drag your knee like we're going to go balls to the wall like that's what this group ride is going to be about yeah just letting everybody know before we go yep but some people in the comments for the video were like you're going way too fast so um that's something that maybe we i should maybe make even more clear in the future where it's like i ride really fucking fast like that's my thing well, so. is there, has there been anybody, any standout individuals, and I mean in a good way, well, maybe bad uh-huh. way um, that have been at your rides that, um, that you could maybe trust to be like an intermediate leader? So like you're the guy that leads the A ride, mm-hmm. right? Like this is the guy that, you know, if you're going to go faster than me, pass on the left, right? Kind of like yeah. whatever. Um, but if you're the guy that's maybe, you know, that's either a beginner or an intermediate, you kind of have somebody that you're like, oh, you're going to set this event up. Hey, so-and-so, do you mind being the intermediate lo- re- you know, leader? It's a good yeah, idea, okay. actually, yeah. And then that way, you've got somebody that's kind of like, hey, dudes, if you want that, there it is. Go with them. We're going to leave about five, ten minutes behind. You know, we're going to take a little less road because we're all going to meet up again X, yeah. right? And you guys are going that's faster so you can cover more mileage. Yeah. Right? And it came to my mind because of, I've done a lot of mountain bike racing in the past. And obviously with yeah. mountain bike racing, you do, you do road training. It sucks, but it is what it is. You got to get more spinning in. Yep. And we always would do that. So the A ride would leave early and they'd go cover more miles. They'd do it faster. Yeah. And the B ride would do whatever. And then we would actually have a C ride. And a lot of times the C ride was for beginners. I mean, it would be like myself, right? Like yeah. guys that are that are on the bike a handful of times, they want to be involved though. You know, they don't want to yeah, feel yeah. like they're disclassed from the get-go. So that would be a good... And that's something I want to do in the future, too. I don't want it to be like, you know, because a couple comments I had on the video where it's like, I'd love to go to this group ride, but I wouldn't be able to keep up. And I don't want to preclude people from coming because they feel like they wouldn't keep up because I still want to meet the fans and have fun with them, you know? So I I wouldn't want it... So I think think I'll have to adjust a little bit, maybe. So... I did, yeah, I mean, I, but is it like that's the thing is you obviously have a great following. If you could find, I mean, I'd imagine that a handful of these dudes would be more than willing to step up and be. Yeah, the, well, in, in, uh, I have a buddy that I ride with here in DFW called Mike. He has a BMW S1000R, and uh, I'm sure he'd be, he'd be, like, the thing is, he likes riding the way I do, so maybe he wouldn't want to be the intermediate leader, but, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure we could find someone. I think it'd yeah. be cool. It won't be me. <laughs> maybe someday brian yeah. maybe i'll someday. be the beginner guy <laughs> okay guys 20 miles an hour stay on my thighs <laughs> i don't know whatever kind of cliche i can come with but i'm sure there'll be yeah. a couple of them that we can uh, make fun of okay now on your rides though there was a wreck right now talk yes, to me about okay so not yeah so it happens it's the same thing like, yeah, we, act, about we actually the, had two you had two we had two okay. one, one was the big one and then the other one was kind of funny apparently i wasn't there to see that one either right. but i heard it was just kind of goofy and funny you weren't there. Wasn't do you there. guys have I wasn't, I wasn't, communication? We do, but again, with the whole group ride being too fast, apparently I took a left and some people were able to follow me and then other people were not able to follow mm. me. They went straight instead of taking the left. We met up later eventually because they looked on the Facebook page and saw the routes we were going to take. And they were like, okay, we're going to meet back up here. But yeah, the, the crash happened at that fork in the road oh, later. That's even worse. Yeah, because we, like- we went up north this way and then they, they kept going east and then apparently someone low-sided into a mailbox. Totally fine, though. Bike was fine. Dude was fine. Wasn't wearing any gear, and he was still fine. It's crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, he was wearing a helmet and gloves, but he, uh, he didn't have a jacket on. But he was, he was all good. I rode his bike later. It was great. <laughs> 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 yeah. So that guy went down. He, he was totally cool. But the other guy that went down, he, he did get pretty messed up. Yeah, he was the one that... Uh, he went a little too far wide on a left-hand turn, went through that tree in the pole. The bike got annihilated, unfortunately. I think the, the whole rear of it came off. Like, it's it pretty much total. Pretty sure he broke his ankle, too, so Oof. not in good shape. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you've uh, talked to us about the video you put together because that way, if that video were, you know, in the sense that yeah, you yeah. have your videos out there, obviously, to make money, right? You're, they're, they're monetized. Well, yeah, they're monetized. Um, they're not out uh, there solely to make money. Right. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, that's a better way to put it. You're right. And that's what, because you had fun doing this regardless of that. And it just yeah. you started making videos for YouTube and it took off. So doing that still. But this video specifically that you've put out there is you're going to, you've said that you're going to give some of those funds yep. to him so, for health benefits or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I purposely kind of designed the video to try to be as clickable as possible because I really wanted to, I felt bad for him and I really wanted to help him out with some of the expenses because I know, you know, being out of bike and 
you know, being have a broken ankle, like there's going to be expenses. Like either he's right. going to have time off work or he's going to have to pay for surgery on his ankle. Like some, some costs are going to happen. Right. So, you know, whether even, even if he has insurance or not, like he has to pay deductible on something like deductible on the bike, like a bunch of stuff's going to happen, unfortunately. So what I thought I was doing, I was like, okay, why don't we take this footage and why don't we try to make the most, not clickbaity, but clickbaity in a way. It's like make the most clickable video possible. That way we can get a ton of views and a ton of traffic. And then we can, I can donate all the revenue from the video to right. him because I don't want to keep any of that money. Yeah. I made the video because of his misfortune. So right. anything that comes out of it can go straight to him. That's awesome. And what I was thinking of is if the, if the video kind of increases in views over time, because right now I think it's sitting at like 14,000 views. Um, but if it increases over time, I'm going to put a GoFundMe link in there and we can really start getting some money in for him and really awesome. help him out. Well, um, do you what do you know what any kind of prognosis is at this point? I mean, besides, you know, kind of what you've mentioned, like or uh, um, you know, I, you, you know I want to say he he posted a comment in the video, but I don't remember reading it. I think I kind of skimmed through it, but I do want to get in touch with him and know what happened. So, yeah. um, on the off chance that you're watching this, I think your name was Kurt. Message me and we'll we'll chat. Yeah, so, that'd yeah. be good just to kind of keep up and you know kind of know the prognosis and what the yeah because I really didn't know what happened like. to him. Yeah. I know his, his foot was messed up because it was just kind of blood just seeping out of his ankle. So right, yeah. All right. And that's an, I actually had a question about that. So oh, I, I see you kind of cringing and whinging whenever I mention like street crashes. Like, but don't people get kind of messed up on the dirt too, or not as much? Um, I think it's just as normal. Okay. Honestly, like yeah. Um, I I think I cringe because it's it's not my normal. Right. Right. Like for me, like. The, the reason that I haven't ever ridden on the road is because it's not me. It's not only me, right? I can make every decision that I want to make and somebody could still cause a wreck, that it has nothing to do with myself, right? Yeah. And granted, if I were to go race a hair scramble or a cross-country race, which is much more you know, bar-to-bar style racing, yes, easily some dude could come in and you know cut me off into a turn and could send me into the woods where yeah. I have no control and I clip a tree. And that can happen just as easily there. But I feel like it's one of those things where, you know, I, my dad's had, had interesting wrecks. I've seen um, a couple people have severe wrecks. I don't even want to... It, don't want to make anybody feel too sad. It's just like some stuff has happened and I'm just kind of like, man, alive. Like, it's just... I would want to, if I were to do it, I think track day sounds awesome, right? Yeah. That, that kind of stuff. I just went um, to one the other month. I, I see, and that's the thing is I know nothing about the, that, right? Like, I just, I know it exists where it's a little it's bit more closed fun. course, right? Yeah. And that's what I think, it, that way, I have nothing against road ride. I just think that, like, if a wreck were to happen, yeah. I would love for it to be as much my fault as, uh, other than, like, having to blame and flip off a car, you yeah. know, as it drive speeds away because it doesn't give a shit yeah um though i think lane splitting would be awesome sometimes when yes. I'm in traffic absolutely <laughs> <laughs> people here don't like it very much but it's great it's legal yeah. so suck it it's legal here uh-huh. it's legal lane splitting is legal i had no in texas yeah i'm gonna look into that i, I let's, don't think it is let's, actually let's do this yeah uh, let's just do lane splitting texas, texas. yeah to the may become legal the practice of motorcycle oh, lane pickle is legal. legal in california but is a gray area here in texas there are two uh, bills in front area. of legislature right now that could make lane splitting legal in texas as long as traffic is moving slow so that's 2015 march of 2015 i like um, the gray area though that doesn't mean right? that means it's not expressly forbidden so that's good here's a guy you should probably find he has a video called lane splitting in texas idiots motonosity Mo- oh i know motonosity yeah yeah there you go yeah but uh, it's one of those things. I think I was reading about it because of this in Texas, and probably just misconstrued it. But yeah, the fact that it's at least a thing, I was like, you know what? I'm doing it. Fuck it. it looks fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> just making it happen. Yeah. You don't. I live in a state where you don't have to wear a helmet. That's probably Texas. Yeah, I don't think uh, you have to wear a helmet. Yeah, you don't have to. Which is crazy, but that blows my mind. It really does. Yeah. Like. Like, how would you not wear a helmet? First of all, like, wearing a helmet's more comfortable than not wearing Like, all that wind all and that, crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's like, it's just nicer to wear a helmet. Second of all, like, it's your head. Like, you've, if you can, you can die from, like, falling too hard on your head, like, walking. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, why would you not wear one on a motorcycle? Yeah. I don't know. So here's, here's one of the, the, the fucked up stories is my buddy's dad, right, 
was going, he is whatever motorcycle that he rode a lot, and it was a road motorcycle. Yeah. He was going to pick that up from the from the store, and he was going to have his other one worked on. So him and his son, which is my buddy Derek, he was on the back. But oh, it was the helmet. I'm sorry. He his him and his wife had we were getting two way communication put in. But this is like way back, you know, back yeah. when he was. Derek was probably like eight, nine, ten years old. So you know 20 25 years ago where yeah, you pretty much had to have somebody put it in like it was like yeah. a lot of screws <laughs> drilling and shit and so he was going to pick that up so he only had the one extra helmet and he put that on Derek's head um and this is my buddy and they were taking a left-hand turn and he's one of the cases where those one-arm swing-arm bmws like when they were coming out yeah broke yeah, while taking a left-hand turn and just like slid without a helmet into the curb and not even at a high pace and just Oh, yeah, total you're vegetable. Done. Yeah, like, and the, the thing that's unfortunate. Wait, did he live? Oh yeah, unfortunately, honestly, oh, wow, like, yeah. I mean, I love my friend Derek, but I mean, no, like, that, his dad was a vegetable. That like, is it's just yeah. like it's horrible. Um, and is he it's, still alive today? Yeah. Wow. And it's just one of those things where it's just there's, you can't make it any better. You can't make it any worse. It's just shitty, right? In, in general, and it's kind of tough. And that's not even an incident where anybody did any th- no, the, yeah. the only thing was that but a helmet would have like, prevented that tragedy 100%. absolutely he would have probably gotten up and just, he would have picked the bike up and been like whoop let's do him BMW yeah <laughs> like <laughs> holy shit this will be awesome and I do think that there actually was some recourse so to say that like they didn't have to pay for all of the medical bills for a certain time but then it is unfortunate too that being a vegetable they're they're gonna re- accrue at some point right yeah so it's just tough and that's Man. why like yeah the, the the it's the no helmet texas thing like that's just retarded it is like, it is yeah we should never not have two-wheeled motorcycles like or two-wheeled engine driven awesomenesses but yeah we should have helmets yeah <laughs> crazy uh, not texas oh super jerry's not in texas another oh. state without helmets wow what other kind of crazy ass conservative bitches out there would be nuts for that Okay, so I'm going to make you nod your head a little bit. Um, so some of the stuff coming up, uh, New Hampshire too. Oh, well, there we go. We got it. Nice. Uh, nowhere near as much of a lag with him. That guy is oh. like on it, apparently. <laughs> I like it. hey Um So coming up this weekend, the GNCC series kicks back off. And the GNCC series is the Grand National Cross Country Racing Series. It is... And it's controversial. We'll use that word again because it's... But it's the East Coast... Uh, national off-road series. You know, on the West Coast, we've got a series called Works, and we've got the National Hare and Hound, and there's like the West Hare Scrambles. There's a lot of those off-road series on the West Coast. But arguably, you know, the the, the more kind of off-road national champion seems to come from the GNCC series. And we've got that series picking back up because we hit the summer, and it's just so hot. Nobody wants to ride a dirt bike yeah. in the heat. You know, we're not going as fast as you guys are. No, no, Even though yeah. we've got vintage gear, all that kinds of stuff, it's just no ridiculous. Good. So they kind of take a big break, and then they come back in September. So we've got that event um, coming back this weekend. Nice. And Unadilla, for any of you guys out there that do pay attention to any of the motocross that's going on and stuff, they did just have the Unadilla, uh, Unadilla motocross race there three four weeks ago and that series just wrapped up with iron man uh two weeks ago and so we just had like the charlotte mxgp we've got the Glen helen gp coming up so lots of motocross for you guys if you guys are still into that kind of stuff um but I, i'm looking forward to unadilla unadilla is it's interesting with the way this works because the unadilla motocross track is used you know in in the gncc race so this is one of those events where you know you see the pro guys in the and all in some of the faster a guys i'm in like airing the shit out of these jumps and by their they're no means as fast on a motocross track as what the motocross guys would be but it's just mm-hmm. cool to see like that they can do it too yeah. i don't I, I can jump <laughs> but i don't i don't ever go did you see me air the shit out of that jump like that doesn't ever happen yeah like, i jump and i'm like <laughs> okay i hope nobody saw that because they're gonna make fun of me <laughs> but um Coming back from this break, it's interesting because we see Caleb Russell, who is three times the XC1 champion. XC1 champion. XC1 is the kind of like the pro pro. There's the XC2, which is like the lights class. Mm. And he's the, the XC1 champion three years in a row. So he's going for his fourth title right now. And he's just a handful of, po- uh, handful of points ahead of Josh Strang. Josh Strang is a guy who's been in the series for a long time, actually in the XC1 class longer than Caleb Russell has been. Um, and he had the points lead early on, but then Caleb Russell was recovering from knee surgery. Mm. 
can always be tough, right? Um, and then Caleb Russell just went on a winning streak. He got like five or six wins in a row. I mean, it's just to think to get like one wow. or two in a row, right? But this guy yeah. got like five or six in a row. And then we've got Jordan Ashburn in third. It's cool to see Jordan Ashburn in third. He's actually a privateer. He's been on kind of more factory teams for a while. But now that he's actually a privateer, I think we're seeing a little bit better results from him. If not, at least just more consistency, which has kind of kept him in the points chase, obviously being in third right now. Um, and some things about Unadilla, I kind of wanted to see. I was like, who's been winning some of these last events? So 2015, it was Strang. 2014, it was Caleb Russell. And 2013, it was Caleb Russell. In 2012, it was Thad Duvall. And so we'll see all three of those guys on the line again, you know, coming up for the 2016 um, Unadilla. So to say... And we're not coming off of a race weekend, right? There's, there's no real consistency. Or nobody's got any kind of consistency going right now, so they're going to carry, it, carry that momentum in, mm-hmm. right? I think the closest you could say is, is Josh Strang has won a full-gas sprint enduro. If you haven't seen those on the East Coast, those are amazing-style racing. And then Thad Duval won a national enduro. Again, these are all kind of off-road races, but they're, they're just slightly different disciplines of kind of being uh, – off of a closed course and a little bit more of an open trail system mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So they're a lot of fun. You're right. That was a lot of nodding. Yeah. It hurts, doesn't it? I apologize. Yeah. But it, it's going to be cool. I'm looking forward to seeing it, getting the coverage and getting back into some of the, the more traditional kind of like that, that hair scramble style. What's nuts? These guys race for three hours. Wow. Yeah. Holy crap. So, I mean, to think about they say no, go that's, that's and, and they're like, it's not like for a while, I think in the 90s, um, I, I wasn't watching the GNCCs as much, living in Louisiana, because it just we didn't get that much covered down there for whatever reason. Like they would kind of like trail ride 85, 90% for like two hours and then like turn it on in the last hour and like that was the race. But not anymore. Like Yuha Solomon came over in like 2005 or 2006. 2005. Yes, 2005. And that was it. Like he was like, "Oh no, I can race for three hours." And everyone's like, "I guess we're racing for three but, hours." And now. he won. He won the championship two years in a row. Yeah. And David Knight, another European, came over and won it in 07 and 08. And uh, that was it. Like all of a sudden, it's a three-hour race now. It that's is intense crazy. and crazy. Um, one of the things that's going to be interesting is we're going to see Johnny Aubert, uh come over. So he's a French racer. Um, and what's Rossi Italian? Rossi's Italian. Yeah. I mean, honestly. I don't he, think there's any prominent. I, I know there there probably are prominent French racers in most, MotoGP, but not. A, I can't think of any off the okay. top of my head. Mostly Italian and Spanish. Italian and Spanish. Yeah. Is that a thing? Like, are they just they just grow them crazy I there? Think so maybe. I think it's I know Bra- Brazilians are that way too. It's yeah, it's like all that pasta, all that carbohydrate, <laughs> <laughs> all that was a high glycemic index from all the carbohydrates turning into sugar. Yeah. That's a whole nother thing. That's for another time. We could get into diet, but we don't need to. I don't need to tell you how to live your life. (laughs) But it's going to be cool to see Johnny O'Bear over here because he is... So the way we race enduro in the States is different from the way that you race enduro around the world. Hmm. Um, Around the world, it's a little bit more... They have less land, right? And so they have to utilize what they can race on, excuse me, a little bit better. So to do that, they do very short, fast special tests what they call them uh-huh. and those and then they have to transition to the next area so sometimes it's like well we get to ride on this farmer's lawn land and then we're going to transition you know the transfer section to this farmer's land you know so they put these little special tests together right we're over yeah. here we have a chance with national parks and, and things of that nature sometimes it's private use sometimes it's public use land that we can have much longer sections and so it's interesting so but him coming over here and racing the gncc series he's going to do unadilla and iron man um, is interesting because, again, I know we're going off into what you have no idea about land, but like, so do you know about beta motorcycles? Off, I mean, I don't think they make any kind of on road stuff. I have heard of them actually. I have heard of it, but very. I believe they're Spanish. Personally. Should know that. Can't remember. I don't know. But he's been riding for KTM for the longest time, and recently he signed and has been racing for Beta. Still doing really well, having fun on his motorcycle, as he should, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he's come over for uh, to race these two GNCCs, and I believe that that is to try to have a little bit more of a presence in the States for Beta motorcycles here in the United States. Um, they don't really have a premier XC1 guide, so I'm assuming he's going to be in the XC1 class. But it's interesting because I don't think he's done any kind of race like that, right? We're talking about the three hours and stuff? Yeah. So, I mean, it's one of those deals where if he just goes out there and gets top 10, good on you, <laughs> right? Because, yeah. like, it's such a learning experience, I would think. Like, I couldn't 
be Maybe. like, oh, I race hour and a half sprint races, blah, 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 and then go but out for Some of these hours. guys, like, like, they're just so naturally talented at this stuff. Like, you never know. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. That that's where it's tough because, yeah, who knows? I mean, this, yeah. yeah. Is if he gets out front, and, and again, I'm not the guy that's going to get the whole shot and win a race, so I don't know these things. But all, all the guys that come on the show, they're always talking about, you know, if you can get out front, you can lead the race, you can set the pace and do all those kinds of stuff. So if he can do that in these longer three-hour races, like, he could have a shot, sure. I mean, I, yes, he's an extremely talented um, racer. Yeah. It'll be interesting. So I'm looking forward to seeing him in the States and kind of to see uh, how he does it at the event. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. Yeah, it's cool. It'll be fun. <coughs> Which is a helmet and gloves OFC? Better do all right, let's see. With the- I don't What's know. Going on in the Trying to find yes. You know, hi. You need a helmet for a year after you get your license. After you don't need one. What? That's even. That's even almost more dumb than not having a helmet law. Yeah. You have to have it for a year because you're a beginner. And yeah. Then after you've had your license for a year, you can not ride with a helmet. It's kind of stupid. I think just like. Wear a fucking is, helmet. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not that hard. Yeah. Just put it on. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, holy shit. I uh, I flipped over the back of my motorcycle at 16 years old. Going up a hill, rolled down, smacked my head with a helmet on a rock, like just perfect aim, and just sent myself dizzy. And we can't prove that this was what caused all my seizures, but it was like way too like normal with timing right. for it to not really be. <coughs> and I wound up having seizures for 15 years. Wow. You know, I mean, that was with a helmet rocked to the head. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah sure, rolling downhill, but Imagine the hard you cracked hit, your helmet. Like, or, or cracked your head without the helmet. Right, that dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, like, easily, yeah. like, or brain damage, like, which yeah. sometimes it's worse on people that way because yeah. then they ne- you don't really ever get the heel. Um, so I do like turtles. Halimoto. Nice. I wear gear. I had a pet turtle once. You know, I think I did too. Yeah. I did kill mine, though. By accident or on purpose? By accident. You said yeah. it kind of like, <laughs> I can't <laughs> mind. <laughs> kind of pleased about it. <laughs> it might have been a good time. Yeah. Did you tell what, is that a car or a bike? That was a bike. What I'm pretty it? sure it was either a Ducati or an R1. How do you know that? Uh, it's got like a throaty sort of like sound. It, it, it definitely sounded like a cross plane. Yeah. You can just kind of feel these things, Brian. You just, you just feel it, you yeah, know? It's like, uh, <laughs> I can, I can uh, relate because when you watch some older motocross videos and it's because of the fact that i grew up on two strokes right like but when you watch older motocross videos and it's just a pack of two strokes Mm. like it is the most boner making shit ever (laughs) like you just oh my god that's the one i mean that is probably the biggest thing that i miss about two strokes being like the prominent thing yeah like i i get it they do sound pretty awesome it is just like oh my god but then with the four strokes you get the raped ape sound like i mean it is just like so throaty and just nasty and dirty and all Mm -hmm. kinds of like yes i want more of you yeah like it's tough it's cool tough but the 125s when those guys would go it's just like a a pack of bees yeah because it's (laughs) (laughs) they're all freaking out and trying to have fun all right you need the R2000 helmet from Scorpion. I do? I don't know. Tell Yami he needs that. Probably do. I didn't tell you about the helmet I bought and that didn't fit, right? Oh, that was so stupid. So I went and got fitted for this helmet. Um, it's an Arai Signet Q. It's a really nice street helmet. I went to the shop, got fitted for it. They measured my head, all that. Guy put it on me. He's like, looks great on you. Yeah, I was like, it seems to fit pretty well. Um, I didn't have any complaints about it. I went out and rode with it, and about 35 minutes in, just like this awful pressure point right here. And I was like, no. Never could get rid of it. Never could quite figure out why the helmet didn't fit correctly. And now I'm stuck with a $600 helmet that didn't fit right. So, Anybody want some yammy noob sweat and a $600 helmet? Brian, I've tried selling that helmet so hard. It, it will not sell. No one wants it. And that's okay. It happens. But, yeah. Why doesn't it sell? Um, yeah, no one wants a used helmet. They don't know what happened to it, you know? Can't you like take out the? <laughs> you seem very skeptical. Well, like yeah, I mean, I mean, granted, I'm not gonna buy a used helmet exactly. more so because I think of what the crash is, right? Like that's versus, that's why that's okay. why uh, it's, it's not for the grossness of it. It's more for the fact that it's like, what if it was dropped and that's why you're selling it? You know what I mean? Mm. That's true. Because even like, if you were to drop it and like hear something, you're like, oop, selling it. Like, yeah. Just because you're like, I don't even know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. That but sucks. I, you got fitted, though. I mean, like... Yeah, no, I got fitted for it. It was just 
It's just a weird shape. Isn't that one I've, of those things I've you can go back and be like, dude, guys, you fitted me for this and I can't wear it. Can you like give me a discount on something else? That was the thing. Like That was the second helmet that I went there and fitted for. So where did you go that we should not send anybody? <laughs> I don't want to say the shop's name. Okay. <laughs> I don't feel like putting them on blast. But um, yeah, it just, just kind of sucked. Um, it happens, you know. Hmm. I mean, it really shouldn't. That doesn't make any sense, but yeah. it happens to me, I guess. It happens twice. <laughs> well, I don't really I think don't so, know. but I don't know. Yeah. Trust me, 350 for. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about 350 dirt bikes for a second. They used to talk about helmets <laughs> on the road bikes. Weirdos. Yeah, you're like, I don't care about that. Um. Well, what's coming up next? So, I, again, let's just say if you guys could do any kind of support for us, obviously, we'd be talking about the Seat Time uh, Team USA shirt. We've got that for sale up until Tuesday. That's the big thing for us is we don't sell enough t shirts to like keep stuff in stock. So, we do uh, kind of one week and two week long sales. And then we go print what's sold, right? And then ship them out, and that's it. And that's why if you go to the site and you look at shop, there's mm-hmm. a bunch of shirts, um, and those come back at the end of the year, right? So then everybody that's on, we have little waiting lists, um, and everybody that's on those waiting lists, then they get an email that if they want to go buy it, they can buy it again, and we'll reprint them and send them out, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Um, so if you guys could uh, help us get that, get the word out, that'd be awesome. Um, and then, of course, I guess just keep kicking ass and having fun, right? I mean, yeah. what else is coming up for you? Um. Well, our our collaboration video this is gonna be for fun. sure. This That's be gonna fun. be good. Yeah. Um. So, <coughs> have you told anyone about that or no? The the riding one. Yeah. The nine types of dirt bike. Oh no. Ones. Yeah. No. Go yeah. for it. So Brian and I are collaborating on a nine types of dirt bike rider. What are we gonna call off road rider? What? Since you are the, I will delegate that to you. What should it be called? That's. Interesting. Yeah, I think because there's different types, right? Yeah, because off. Yeah, I mean, because that's the thing is, I guess we should do dirt bike because of the fact that off road is a tad bit more generic. Yeah, in the sense that like off road could mean you know sport. jeeping. It could be four. Yeah, it could be yeah. adventure. Like it can kind of be a yeah, little. Yeah, so I bit think more. we should call it like, the nine types of dirt bike riders. Yeah, I think that would work. Okay. So we're working on that collaboration. Typical list videos you've seen for me that you know and love, and uh, that's what's gonna be. It's gonna be awesome having to tap into you for that knowledge because I don't know shit about dirt bike riders but i do want to make that video because i think a lot of people would like it so and then we're gonna get you on a dirt bike yeah so look for that i think we were talking we're gonna film that in october so we're gonna uh do that in october and uh we haven't really talked about it but i think we're both gonna try like we'll produce the video because steven and i love filming and, and getting out there and making all these videos um, and have a lot of fun doing that because it'll. Yeah. I don't know if it'll. It, it's not going to be an instructional video, but it's going to be. <laughs> it's going to be the humor that you've you've come Trial to by fire. Yeah. from all of us uh, for sure. But uh, yeah, so we'll be out there and just have a good little fun video. Uh, get a dirt bike out there for for Eric and uh, just show him the ropes. You know what we should do? We should get jazzed up on Admiral Nelson's beforehand and then go crazy. <laughs> Can we get jazzed up afterwards? Just so like, <laughs> I'm totally down to get my buddy Brady Davis to like ship us some Admiral Nelson's. It's like a celebratory nobody died thing. Yeah. But I don't know if like <laughs> we need to get jazzed beforehand. It makes it even better. No, but I think I think you guys producing it'll be cool. I think I want to do like a moto vlog on the helmet too with me like on it like sort of like a first person oh yeah that'd be cool that's gonna be awesome I could do it in the sort of similar like one take style or I could just do like a cut up version I think it'd be really well don't ride my bike because I don't want to hear what you have to say about it I don't know. I, I don't know what to expect yet, so I don't know yet. <laughs> well, be, I think it would be. I'll probably be like, oh my god, this is fucking crazy. I think, <laughs> That's what it, I'm imagining it to be, be interesting like. Interesting too, because so I've got a 2015 KTM 350 XC. For those of you guys, you know, anybody Sea Time fans or anybody Yami Noob fans, just you know, if you know it, you know it. If you don't, look it up. Um, nothing too crazy done to it, right? I don't ever need to do that to my bikes. I race in the A class. I'm a top five kind of guy when I do race. I have fun doing it, and I'm okay with that placement, right? I don't feel like I need to tinker too much. I know it's the rider way more than it is the bike, right? Yeah. I could be better if I wanted to be. Um, so if you rode that 350, I think you get a good feel for that kind of bike. Um, but I think a two-stroke as well, and that's the thing that's tough. It's that could be try, really trying cool. to figure out a way to, to really get um, – a plethora of bikes for that because if we can get a two-stroke as well then you could ride the two-stroke and i'll ride my bike and, and kind of i can follow and we could do yeah uh some other gopro f- footage that way while we're on the bikes and then swaps then you get a chance to ride both styles of bikes mm-hmm. that two-stroke versus the four-stroke and then you can see what i was talking about how it like how those, those engines oh, yeah. really do react differently yeah um, that'd be fun so i like this if you can source a two-stroke and the other one well the other one's your bike so you can source that one yeah, but the two-stroke yeah 
Might be able to make it happen. Well, cool. Well, as always, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show yeah, so dude. we can talk about all this stuff. It it's sucks awesome. that everybody backed out in the long run because like, even we were like texting people and this, that, the other. And they were like, oh, yeah, we'll make it. And then everybody's like, shoot, well, you know what? It happens, man. We held it down and we did yeah. just fine doing it. And I love that kind Amy of stuff. Amy Noob so. is always here for you. I like I it. Remember that. The stamp of approval. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to remember, we, of course, are seat time. And we just want to say thank you to our sponsors for letting us do this kinds of fun stuff and helping us get this content out there to you guys. You can find out more about Fly Racing at flyracing.com. Again, go check out their 2017 gear lineup. I would suggest checking out your local dealer, but you do what you need to do to get it to you. And then, of course, Kenda Tire. You can find those guys at kendatire.com. The Ibex just got released. And, of course, the Equilibrium is a great tire. We rode in Colorado last year. Had a lot of fun on that tire. So you can check it out at kendatire.com. And SRT Off-Road. I did put a new shark fin from SRT Off-Road uh, on the motorcycle. I've got all kinds of bash guards and stuff. I've got the radiator braces. I held my shit together at the TKO where I totally fell apart. The bike, the bike did not fall apart. It was the rider that fell apart. So thank you, SRT Off-Road, for the great products and, of course, the support of Seat Time. You can find us, our website, seattime.co. We're obviously on Facebook, facebook.com slash seattime. On Instagram, it's just Seat Time. On Twitter, it's at seattime underscore CEO. We're just all over the stupid place. You can follow us or find us anywhere. Make fun of me. It's whatever. And then, of course, uh, audio only. So if you just want to get the podcast version, you can go search for Seat Time on iTunes or Stitcher and, and get all of that fun information out there for you guys. Um, just wanted to say thanks again for paying attention. And as we do, remember to always enjoy a pint full of awesome. Peace.